What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I hope your morning is going better than mine is. <laughs> the weather's a little fucked up today, y'all. It's kind of raining and gloomy. And when the weather gets like this, I kind of get in my feels. Um, thank you for your attention to what I got to say on these little podcasts. I appreciate your time. Time is very valuable. Um, so I really appreciate you all tuning in. So I'm on the train today, commuting to work. And I try to get to work a little early when I have to be here on campus um, because I, I try to work on my dissertation before work. It's super quiet in here. So since there's not a lot of people on campus right now over the summer, So I try to get here early. I try to take the train because it's cheaper. You know, gas is real fucked up right now. And I'm on the train and a few people have hit me up over the weekend. Like, when's your next episode coming up? What are you going to talk about next? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. There's like so much I want to talk about. But I also don't know when I want to talk about it. And I had gone on Facebook, I forgot what the fuck I went on Facebook for, but I went on it and uh, this little like meme came up. I have my social media curated to show me only things that are going to either make me reflective or make me laugh, stuff like that. Like I don't have shit that's going to piss me off or, you know, fuck me up like that. But um, I Apparently, I follow this page that has these quotes that are, like, super in your feels. And this one was talking about how when you lose someone, like, when someone passes on that you're super close to, it's almost like you you yourself become a ghost for a while. Like, a part of your soul leaves you and goes on looking for them. And I was reading it, and it, it fucked me up. Um, it reminded me of my my grandpa, my abuelito. So my grandfather died in December of 2020. I was fortunate enough to be able to spend some time with him a few months before that happened. I still remember the phone call. Um, I remember getting a phone call a few months before and uh, from my mom. And my mom was like, Mija, your grandfather, tu abuelito, está bien enfermo. He's sick. Like, we don't know how long he has left. They can't figure out what's wrong with him, blah, blah, blah. And I remember getting, like, having a panic attack, but, or feeling it come on, I guess, because I was able to just hold it while I was on the phone with her. And I asked her, like, okay, well, what's going to happen? Are we going to go over there? Like, who's going to go over there? And she's like, well, your aunt's going to go over there. So I'm like, all right, cool. Without a thought, I um, I said that I would go. I wanted to go and spend some time with him. Luckily, and this is going to sound really weird. Luckily, it, we were in the middle of the worst part of the pandemic. And I was working remote because of that. So... I was able to work from Mexico. I spent three weeks out there. And I have a very special tie with my grandparents because they're the only grandparents that I was able to meet. 
I wasn't able to meet my mom's parents because they passed away while she was still in her 20s. Like, I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even, like, a thought. My mom was still in Guatemala, like, living her best life or whatever life there was at the time. Um, so I only know my mother's parents from stories and a picture that we have at the house. My dad's parents, I was able to spend so much time with them. Like, they would take my sister and I to Mexico for months. We were little. Like, my sister Jessie got to learn how to walk out there. Um, So it was really cool to be able to hear stories about us, our childhood, through my grandfather and my grandma and hear him laugh and just kind of reminisce. Um, So... When we were out there to see him, like, barely able to walk, and the funny part, it's not so funny, but it is kind of funny because he would get really frustrated that he couldn't move around and do things like he used to, so he would get super frustrated because he, my grandfather was extremely independent. Um, For me, it was funny to see that, but it was also sad because I... I had this image of my grandfather in my head of this like very strong big man super strong like angry face but also like gentle face because he would laugh and joke around a lot with with his grandchildren um so to kind of see him weak and like physically weak because my grandfather was very sharp mentally um, still cracking jokes and testing people and saying stuff like that so it was it was a very interesting space to be in but like I said we were in the middle of the pandemic and he was fist bumping everyone no hugs no handshakes really it was just kind of like boop that's it and he would say you know Cause I don't know if I have it. I don't know if you have it. It's just better this way. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I spent three weeks out there. Um, when I was gonna come back, I packed all my stuff up, and I remember being kind of nervous to say bye. One because I was sad. I a part of me knew that that was gonna be the last time that I was going to see him alive, and I was scared because. I was used to hugging my grandparents before I left. And I recently I started asking my grandma, que me de la bendición. So if you don't know what that is, look it up. But because I had noticed that my grandfather was fist bumping everyone, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know if I was supposed to go and like, boop, you know, hopefully I see you again. Or if I should say, fuck it, I'm going to give you a hug. I don't care if you get mad. But I'm also the type of person that respects boundaries. Especially when it comes to physical touch. I, one, I'm not really an affectionate person. Just point blank, period. I'm, I'm just not. But with my grandparents, my grandfather was extremely affectionate growing up. Like, he would always sit us on his lap and play with us and like just talk to us and tickle us and stuff like that and had us playing in dirt and 
all kinds of shit. So it was a weird space to be in. So I remember going up to him and he was sitting on a little chair while we were packing everything up. And I, and I could sense that he was sad. So I kind of approached him and I was like, okay, well, you know, thank you for everything. I gotta go. And I got a little close and he extended his hand to fist bumping and I was like, fuck. And I was like, all right, you know, cool, whatever. So I gave him a fist bump and I dipped. And it hurt my soul to leave like that with just a fist bump because like I said, I knew part of me knew that that was going to be the last interaction I was going to have with him alive. So I think that was like in September or something. So then December, I got another phone call and I knew that it was going to be bad news. So I didn't answer. I kind of let it go on voicemail and I waited a little bit to listen to the voicemail. And in the voicemail, my mom had said that my grandfather had passed away. So I lost my shit. I lost my shit in the comfort of my home with my fiance. And I felt like I had to kind of get that out of the way in private because I knew that I was gonna have to put on a strong front for my dad when we were all going to travel to Mexico for the, the funeral and all that stuff. So I did all that. Um, a few months had passed, like a few months had passed already since he passed. And I felt fucked up. Like I still, you know, went to work and shit and was still trying to, you know, submit my assignments and, you know, go on business as usual but in private there were like songs or little things that would happen that would make me really sad and it just kept coming back like the thought that just I would replay that situation over and over again where I wanted to give him a hug so bad but because of the pandemic and us not really knowing what the fuck was going on I had to be okay with just a fist bump but that shit bothered me y'all like it it bothered me so much and um for a while like it would just come up and I would be so upset and I would cry and stuff and one night I was sleeping and I dreamt this very so I dream very vividly have very very extremely vivid dreams and I dreamt that I was on a boat it was weird because like I had never been on a boat like a yacht type of thing but anywho I was on a boat and I was coming down the stairs it was like a big yacht I was coming down no I wasn't stairs it was an elevator I was coming down an elevator and from a di- I got out the elevator and from a distance I I hear laughter I hear I hear people talking and the voices all sounded very familiar and as I'm getting closer the voices are getting more clear and I thought I had heard my grandfather but like I said I dream very vividly so I I can control what I'm dreaming so it's like my dreaming self 
remembered, hey dumbass, he died, but it can't be him. But as I'm getting closer, I'm confused because I'm like, but it sounds just like him. And everyone that's around is like so excited, everyone's laughing and and screaming and like, it just sounds like a bunch of happiness. And I hear his voice and he's laughing and, and he's joking around and stuff and in my dream like I get close enough and like they're all in line I guess like to order food or something and I see him and I'm just kind of like standing there like what the fuck is going on and then he looks at me and I just run I run towards him and I just give him the biggest hug and then he gets mad He gets so mad because I'm crying and hugging him. Oh, this is so hard to recount. Um, He gets so mad because I'm crying and I'm hugging. He's like, mija, stop crying. Why are you crying? He's saying it in Spanish, obviously, because he doesn't speak English. But um, um, I just didn't say anything. I just hugged him and he... He's just hugging me back. And then I wake up. (sighs) So I dreamed super vividly. So obviously I woke up crying. And my fiance's like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And then I tell him like, oh, well... oh well I finally got the hug that I really really wanted and he's looking at me all crazy right but he understands you know I dream very vividly so I felt that hug and you know the grieving never ends for those of you that have had people pass away that you were really close to Y'all know that shit. It doesn't ever end. It never goes away. But that dream, it gave. Gave me the strength that I needed for the shit that was coming. Because everything's been fucked up. It's just been stressful. But on the other side, um, reflecting back on things, like I'm, I started valuing things that I wasn't really valuing before. So growing up, sometimes like we are taught to put work first and to work your hardest and to try to make as much money as possible and that everything is supposed to be um, sacrificed for you to live this life that that you want to live or that you should work harder so that all of your parents sacrifices are in vain 
but then the things that we do sacrifice end up being our quality time with family, our happiness, rest. Like it's fucked up to think about it that way. Um, so since since that dream, well, going back to that that little meme or that quote that I had saw, um, it said at the end, you know, that you kind of feel like you're wandering the world aimlessly until you reconnect spiritually with that person. It's almost like like it's my grandfather, my grandfather's soul found my soul and gave me that closure so that and then told me go back and live your life um so that's pretty much what the quote said and that's how I feel like I feel like since that dream I've been more assertive and I've been really really thinking about what makes me happy and worrying less about seeking validation like external validation and it's hard because when we go to school We spend the vast majority of time at school, right? As kids. And everything you do from coloring something to drawing something to homework, a book report, science projects, presentations, whatever. You're you're doing something according to someone else's standards. And then you're supposed to sit there and wait for them to say if you were good enough or not. So when you're born... Your parents teach you how to do things. They give you the, the lay of the land. And you take your first step. They're super happy. And this is, granted, this is if you have, you know, like, decent parents. Um, but then you go to school and you have to, you know, learn how to stay in your lane. Get in line. Stay in your little square. Follow the leader. And you're you're following. You're just following, following, following. And if you step outside that box, or you think different, or you do things a little different, you're wrong. So everything is up to someone else's standards. And that, you carry that shit into your adulthood. Like, I'm in my doctorate now, and every time I submit some shit, it's like, in my head, my brain, my automatic thought is, it's trash. And every time I sit down and I think about all the classes I've taken and how far I'm in my program, I'm still in shock that I've made it this far. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way because school is supposed to be about learning. It's supposed to be about learning. And while you're learning, you're making mistakes because you're learning because you don't know how to do things. Like There's certain things you know how to do, but you're going to school to learn how to do a something. So you don't fully know how to do this thing. And we shouldn't get judged for that. And that mindset that we carry from our educational experience, we also carry into our work experience. We carry it into parenting. We carry it into how we are as sisters, as brothers, as siblings, as all the relationships that we have. And we're seeking this validation, um, even to the point of like our identities, how we dress, how we talk. We're, we're always trying to figure out and are worried about how people perceive us. And that hug, that closure is what I really needed. Plus being observant, like I mentioned, I'm super observant. Um, so 
observing how people in my family reacted to his passing and how they're behaving now made me realize family isn't not all family is everything individuals like we're all human beings and human beings just how we can be really kind-hearted loving people we can also be fucked up evil beings and that closure that i needed is helping me just stay focused on my shit i'm not i'm not going to say the grind because i don't fucking like that word i am grinding though but in the sense that when i do tell myself today i'm going to dedicate an hour to do this like i fucking do that shit i when i decided to start this podcast I said, I'm going to do this shit. And then if I get bored, it is what it is. But in the meantime, I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm going to be real intentional about it. It's I called it Como La Flor because, not because of Selena, but, you know, shout out to Selena up in the sky. Um, I did it because people that fuck with me, they fuck with me because I am genuine. I'm very authentic. I can be a complete asshole, yes. But just how I'm an asshole, I'm a very very kind-hearted person I try really hard to be empathetic I'm a huge empath Um, when people need my help if I have the bandwidth to do so I help and in most cases I do have the bandwidth and you know what sometimes I don't have the bandwidth but because I recognize my privileges and my blessings even when I don't have the bandwidth, sometimes I still try to find some energy to go help. And that's why that closure has been super helpful. I my my soul needed that. My soul needed that closure. And since then, you know, I still get, you know, writer's block here and there because there's so much I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. I should just fucking type it, right? Uh, But even at work, I would bust my ass off out here in my career. And day by day, I see the same fucking people getting promoted. And I'm just like, this is some bullshit. But now, I'm like getting this little doctorate or whatever. And I'm thinking maybe higher ed ain't it. And that's fine. Um, Because at the end of the day, at some point, all of us are going to be just souls somewhere right not to get all emo and shit but that's that's reality like we were born what's what has a start has a finish so i this these these past almost two years have been epiphanies after epiphanies and i when i'm kind of confused on what to do next or whatever i sit back and i think about my grandfather not not to say that he was perfect you know he wasn't but he was a really good grandfather, very wise man. And I think back and I wonder what he would have done, what he would have said, how he would have reacted. And I use that, I have that in my toolbox when I'm, when I'm at the fork of the road. And actually one of the last conversations I had with my grandfather, he, he came out here in, Um, in the summer for his birthday 
and we were talking about um, the Black Lives Matters movement and he had told me he had seen a documentary about the Manhattan Five. For those of you that don't know about the Manhattan Five, Google it. Um, but I was surprised because so my, my dad's Mexican, my grandparents are Mexican. Um, I've been around several old school Mexicans, old school Latinos, and even some of my, some Latinos my age can be hella racist. So I was surprised to hear him say that he watched this documentary in Mexico, because he used to like watching a lot of movies and stuff. He watched this documentary in Mexico and he's like, mija, and I'm going to say this in Spanglish. Again, he only spoke Spanish. But he was like, mija, that's fucked up. No one deserves to have to live life like that. And I was a little, like, nervous to have this conversation with him because I didn't know, again, like, what the fuck was going to come out of this conversation or how he was going to react or anything because I've had several conversations about racism with white people and with people from my community and sometimes they don't fucking know or they just don't give a fuck and they're entitled and I end up just losing my shit so I've learned to choose my battles wisely but it was a very fruitful conversation and I was more listening than seeing anything and he was talking about the president at the time and he's like oh, you know this just all fucked up and you know like our people need to do better like we need to we all need to stick together and fight this like this is so messed up and and I was like yeah abuelito and I started telling him about workshops that I've facilitated and how I'm doing my part in being anti-racist and he was like I'm so proud of you Miha and and he was like you know it's it's good that you're doing all this work you know you need to teach some of our family members how to do better and I'm glad that that, you know you're, you're fighting the good fight and I was like damn like it felt good it felt good to to have that conversation with him so on the days where I don't know what to write in my fucking dissertation or I'm questioning my existence in these spaces that weren't made for me I think back to that and I'm like I deserve to be here I deserve to be here and that troublemaker label that I talked to y'all about in the last episode is a good label like I I hope I keep fucking living up to that shit because I earned it but those are stories for another day I've been out here for too long now y'all and I know I got real emotional so I appreciate um y'all still listening up to this point it's like almost half an hour so thank you thank you for listening to me being vulnerable and apparently I can't post like something for y'all to ask me a question but you can leave me voice notes so if you have any comments just leave me a voice note if you're listening in through anchor i don't know if you could do this in spotify or apple but play around with it figure it out and if not just uh, reach out to me 
you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LLC, Esperanza Equity Consulting. Gracias. Peace out. Welcome to Como La Flor Con Flor. If you love listening to this podcast as much as I love making it, please consider dropping a little donation. And if you ain't got the funds, that's cool. I would really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with a friend, a family, a fellow metiche, you know, one of them folks, or anyone that you think would resonate with the content that I've been creating. Saludos, se me cuidan y se lo lavan.